0: Today on The Breakdown, it's a special breakdown where we talk about a live at the bike cash game hand that doesn't just have all the usual suspects. Yes, Art Papazian's in this hand. Yes, Israeli Ron is in the hand. He's not really a usual suspect. But we add a player, a run at once elite pro coach Yo Viral. That's his online name anyway. He plays a hand against Art and Israeli Ron so strangely, so unusual that I said to Grant when I had watched it in Grant Haddon, that I said, this is the most Grant Dennison hand I've ever seen in my life. And I actually mean it. I've never seen anyone play a hand as Grant Dennison as this. So I'm super psyched to talk about this. We're going to get special kinds of insight from Grant also, because he thinks this way more than most people. This is a weird line. Get ready for it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy.
1: It's interesting that you are doing a podcast with Grant Denison and then you're referring to a player that's not me and saying he plays a hand the most Grant Denison way a hand has ever been played. So more than even I have.
0: Um interesting. And yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm, actually, I am gonna say that. I think he's played this. I don't think you've ever played a hand for with yes. Straight up, yes. By the way, Yo Viral's actual name is Johan Gilbert. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Of course, he's French. But Gilbert, Gilbert, something like that. Um, but we can just call him Yo Viral.
1: It made me want a baguette when you were trying to pronounce that. I bet. Maybe some nice hard cheese. A soft cheese, buddy. Hard cheese? What are you talking about? Hard cheese, bro. Like, in France, they love soft cheese. Eh. A nice roguefort. A Roquefort, bleu.
0: How about a fucking uh, gouda? How about a nice hard gouda? For everybody. That good is so hard, you break your teeth on it.
1: That does not sound appealing. You like blue cheese, don't you, Levy?
0: Come on. I used to. I don't really like it anymore. When I was a kid, I loved it. I don't know. I grew out of it. I don't enjoy the flavor.
1: That's like the opposite of everybody. Everybody grows into blue cheese.
0: I had a gourmet palate when I was young, and I've
1: And now you just eat chicken fingers and fish sticks. I've lost,
0: you know, classiness, yeah, as I've gone. Ketchup is wonderful, and so are those things. Fried foods are super tasty. I'm sorry.
1: They are, but so is blue cheese. I don't think so anymore, man.
0: Uh I do like a good Swiss, I do like a good gouda. Cheddar, give me a sharp cheddar, and I'm your I'm your boy. I'm your number one boy. <laughs> you know, that's all it takes.
1: Yeah. Next time when the pandemic's over and we hang out, we're gonna get a cheese plate. It's gonna be wonderful, it's gonna be lovely. Mm. There's gonna be blue cheese and your mind will change as so often happens. <laughs> In these moments where you're like, you know what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can think of two instances where that's happened. That's all. Oh, yeah, what are they? One, one and a half instances.
1: But anyway. Let's hear them.
0: The movie face-off, I have to acknowledge. Of course. You that's, know what?
1: Do the, the lovey voice. You know of, what? You know what? <laughs>
0: you know what? <laughs> Grant. Actually. What? Uh, okay. It wasn't very good. Actually, it wasn't very yeah. good. Yeah. I, I'm surprised. Yeah, that's. Uh, and then the other one is I sort of did a, a fair amount of you-know-wedding on the English muffin debate, I will ignore. I did not completely concede that, though, and I will not. But I, I feel like I overplayed my English muffin hand a little bit there. You know, I overvalued it a little too much.
1: Speaking of bready treats, like a nice, authentic, fresh-baked French baguette might mm. have no equal. Might have no equal in the bread oh, realm. Oh,
0: that is good. I don't know, dude. There's a lot of quality breads out there, and I'm not yeah. comfortable with you saying that. I'm Okay.
1: I just said might have no equal. Yeah, and it's I'm hard up, off the I'm top, up. like like a nice San Francisco sourdough. It's it's pretty good too. You know, it's got a lot of stuff going for it. How about like? But a, I don't know if it has the same zeitgeist <laughs> impact. You know.
0: Now you're talking about Which cultural things. That's
1: that's important to me <laughs> with my gluten consumption.
0: Give me a freaking perfectly cooked, baked whatever, fresh, hot, piping hot muffin. Oh, you got me forever. I'm no, your number muffin, two
1: boy. No. Now a muffin doesn't count because there's too many elephant elements, too many uh, elephants to the muffin. You know, like if you're adding blueberries and, and like well, other shit you in are. there. Yeah, you have to. Then you're cheating. You're cheating. Okay.
0: Okay, that's fair. So you're talking about just straight bread situations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many good breads. Breads are uh, Remember in the beginning of there will be Blood, and he's like doing his speech to the to the little town, and he says, and I don't mean to put you down, but surely you must have bread, and you do not have bread. How can you? How can you not have bread? We will make a bread. We will make bread. You know, and that's like one of the things that sort of sells them. I'm like, all right, we'll give them all the oil. We'll make them super rich. You know, yeah. I'm an oil man.
1: You know, that's it. Don't try to. I just did it. Don't try it. to be. Don't I try to be Daniel. Day just
0: Lewis. was Daniel Day Lewis. I'll do it a little bit more. I don't care.
1: All right, do 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 the. I've abandoned. I've my I've abandoned
0: my boy. I've abandoned no. my son. <laughs> That's amazing. No, that, was, that, was, that was terrible. I encourage anyone to boot up the DVD or your your digital version of it. Right to that point, play that as the exact same time that I'm saying mine. Close your eyes and you tell me who said what. You can't. It's that good. You might get lucky. It's a fifty-fifty. Sure, but like you know, that doesn't mean anything. A broken clock. All right. And do is.
1: Do his last line of the movie? I'm done. That's not even it. I'm finished. <laughs> yeah, it's not, finished. it's not like yeah, but it's not like that. I think he's like I'm finished. <laughs> it's like that. I'm finished. I've <laughs> completed <laughs> my task. <laughs> yeah, that you was a gremlin. Oh, ah, like right after mid
0: shake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you doing like Bane except Bane never hit puberty? Is that what you're doing now?
0: I I don't know anymore, man. I'm just letting it letting my inner Daniel Day-Lewis go. He's a method actor, you know. Say the thing right. that you always say about him. Go ahead. Here's your chance. He,
1: when he's not when he's not <laughs> acting, he's he's actually a cobbler in Italy, cobble shoes.
0: I have to believe that the true longtime listeners have heard you say that at least two other times. I have to believe. I hope they have. I hope they
1: have because that should be something that's drilled into your goddamn head. It's crazy.
0: It's weird. It's pretty. He's a weird dude, but he's the best actor of his generation, and that's that. I don't care anymore. I don't care what anyone says. You take your Robert De Niro and have him, you know, bum fight, you know, Al Pacino because those guys suck compared to the great Daniel Day Lewis. And I don't care if he's in a different generation, by the way. Either it doesn't matter. He's the best actor of any generation. I've abandoned my boy, my son,
1: <laughs> right? Every, everything you say is true. Thank you. And makes sense. Good. Anyway.
0: All right. <laughs> cool. Moving I on. I guess we have
1: a poker, hand to, Let's a do poker hand to talk about. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So this is a twenty-five fifty game with a $100 straddle. You wanted to make sure that I said it was a straddle and yep. not just a $100 third blind. It's important. All right, so Artie Peps. He's l- he's alone without the Danny Zacks, but he's there. He's Artie Peps. He's sad. He's like a little sad, but Bert
0: without Ernie, you know, peanut butter without someday, jelly. They,
1: someday they will reunite and they get to sing their song. And by the way, there's a dance that goes along with yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. But this is a podcast, so we can't show you. Uh, he's got 32k in front of him, significant stack. That's uh, 320 straddles and seven eight of spades plus two. He's going to make it 225. That is a relatively small open, but whatever. I don't know. I
0: mean, I don't know why he does this kind of stuff, but whatever. It's super weird to me. Like, of course, you should make it more. But, I mean, Art's very successful. He's a very good player. He's not an idiot. He has his reasons. He loves choosing tournament sizing in cash game spots. I can't believe he's making it 225, but whatever. Whatever.
1: Me neither. Hey, by the way, I forgot to mention that this was suggested on Twitter by Fred Gonzalez. Yeah. This is certainly Fred's first suggestion because this is his first real use of Twitter. And I hope you got Twitter just to suggest hands to us, Fred, because we appreciate that. Fred, of course, did suggest on Twitter. He DM'd us, but you could you could DM us, but you could also just at two poker guys. We are the number two poker guys. Include a YouTube link and a timestamp. That is how you suggest a hand for the breakdown. That is how you become Fred Gonzalez, which is like the new being John Malkovich, becoming Fred Gonzalez. Huh.
0: You know what? I'm down with that. I support it. I'm supporting you. I think it's great. Yeah, Fred wasn't even sure. He said, I'm new to Twitter, so I don't even know if this tweet is public. Ha ha. It wasn't public, but it all worked out. We got it, and now we're doing it. Nice job, Fred.
1: Yeah, right, said Fred, by the way. Sure. Excellent. Underrated band. Um, That's not true. Overrated, if anything. Seven, eight of spades. Art makes it 225 plus two. Israeli Ron, who from my memory is almost always making bad decisions. Yeah. Although this one seems fine. His stack doesn't matter. He's the garbage human of the hand. He's going to call in the hijack with two sevens. Obviously that hurts. art seven, eight suited. Yeah. Then we got Yo Viral, the, the run at once elite pro in the straddle with 38 K in front of him. He's got ace four off ace of diamonds, four of spades. He calls seems natural. Seems yeah. like the right thing to do. Pot is $750 heading to the flop which is Ace of Hearts, King of Diamonds, Five of Spades. Not the best flop for Art's Seven, Eight of Spades. He does have a range advantage over his opponents. He does have the backdoor straight flush draw, but it's not amazing. No. Yo Viral, the only one to flop anything with Ace-Four on the Ace-King-Five rainbow board. Yeah. So with two opponents, do you think that Art should bet once Yo checks? because Yo checks.
0: I do. I think Art should still bet. This board is just so him. Uh, It's not a particularly wet board either. There's, you know, it's a rainbow board. It's ace, king, five. Yeah, okay, there's going to be queen, tens, and jack, tens, and king, queens. And so there's going to be gut shots that are going to call, if depending on how we size it right now. But we can win this pot later anyway, even if we get called sometimes. And we have the two back doors that sort of give us outs to the turn, which gives us a lot of cards we can barrel on on the turn. We don't always have to barrel the turn. I don't think we should always barrel it. But we have some really nice barreling cards on the turn, too. You know, cards that make us straight draws or, or flush draws are the obvious ones. Um, I think he absolutely should bet this. Do you agree? Yeah. Okay.
1: I think he should. Cool. I mean, I I think he should bet it and expect that this bet in itself is probably a minus EV action in an overall, like immediate moment here. But like over time, it's probably the right thing to do on this board. I
0: mean, the truth is he's often going to get faults on this board anyway, you know, like it's just going to work sometimes. Like, the the guy yo viral in the big blind can have almost any two cards he called 125 to win some you know crazy amount he, closing the action he's got a yeah. super wide range and israeli ron who like shows up with queen 3 a lot flatted a 225 dollars open you know he doesn't like israeli ron can have pocket fives i guess either guy can have pocket fives or maybe ace 5 suited maybe even king 5 suited besides that like they don't really have strong hands they just
1: don't true but Art's going to get called by a lot of things on this board, especially when he bets 200, which he does, which I understand the sizing. It's so it's, small. But it's a, 200 to 750, he's getting it called by queen, jack, queen, 10, yes. jack, 10, 3, 4, deuce, 3. Exactly. Um, deuce, 4. Any king, any ace, any 5 yep. is calling.
0: Everything's calling. So I guess Art is more interested in like betting tiny, taking it down just a tiny bit now, and going to barrel on good turn cards only if he's going to bet this small. Because often right. he's going to get called in two places when he bets this little.
1: Well, he does get called in two places. Israeli Ron yeah. calls with two sevens, which is not unreasonable with, when the sizing is like this. Although you could still fold with a player behind on this board. Not many prospects for two sevens here.
0: But for $200, and often the big blinds just going to, th- or the straddle players just going to throw their hand away when our bet's so small. I think it's very reasonable to call, though. I don't, I don't hate yep. this call. So far, Israeli, Israeli Ron's doing fine.
1: He is, except that he started the hand with like 3,200 in chips or something. Oh, like really? That. So that, was, that, was, that wasn't ideal, but oh, you know, that's, that's, who cares? He's that's, the garbage human. That's really bad then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, continue.
1: He had to do something wrong, right? Yeah. And then uh, Yo, viral calls with the Ace-4 makes sense. Yeah. I guess with this sizing, you could decide to do some sort of metagame raise thing, but it doesn't feel like the right thing to do. Seems a little crazy. Especially on and again, we're going to get into abort. the metagame pretty soon anyway. Don't worry. There will be plenty Ugh. of metagame and mind games and all of this stuff. So the pot is $1,350 now. Yeah. And hey, before we get to the mind games, let's play some straight-up non-mind games with the people and tell them the truth, Jonathan. Okay. Which is that what we have to offer to you is, to our knowledge, buy a return on on value perspective the greatest iterated value in poker yeah and that is the nitrogen sports poker guys monthly tournament that happens on nitrogen sports you only get access to it by signing up using our link which you can find in the description of this podcast and i'm not messing around when i say that greatest iterated value jonathan came up with that but it's it's a great way to put it because it's true we've been doing this tournament for at least two years maybe longer I think longer where it's uh you know depending on the price of Bitcoin, anywhere from a $500 to $2,000 guaranteed tournament. Right now, it's around $1,000 guaranteed tournament based on the current price of Bitcoin. The buy-in is 0.1 millibits, which is 1,000th one of the guarantee, which is 100 millibits, which is about 1000 bucks. And so that means it's a very cheap buy-in, but we never get more than 180 players. So the overlay is significant. It's more than 800 buy-ins worth of overlay insane value
0: you know we've been doing this this for so long we've had such an overlay for so long i would guess nitrogen has given away at least based on current bitcoin prices it'd be hard to go back and figure it all out besides that bitcoin's been all over the place so many times um but something like you know fifteen thousand dollars to our listeners they just like handed out in overlays maybe more maybe maybe it's eighteen thousand dollars they've handed out overlays just since we started this version of this tournament by the way not even previous versions where they gave out more money um, when bitcoin right. was, I guess Bitcoin was worth less, so maybe maybe it, it evens out. There was that one time they made a mistake and gave it a lot of money in one in one uh tournament, but besides that, but still like fifteen to twenty k they've just been like they basically just hand it out to you guys just for playing basically it costs a dollar to play or a little bit less because it's a tenth of a millibit, and they guarantee so much money and it happens every freaking month. I mean it's crazy,
1: right I and can't believe there's still... Is, i mean come on i I can't believe it either. And something I've said on this podcast before, but it is true. Yeah. You could be the worst player in that tournament. You could just go all in blind every hand. It's still plus EV based on the overlay. It's Absolutely. still a plus EV strategy. Yeah. Like it's crazy. So just use the link when you sign up for nitrogen. Of course they have other things too. They have sports betting, which, you know, maybe the NBA starts up again. Maybe hockey starts up again. I don't know. There's hey. MMA going on. You can bet on sports on nitrogen. You can also bet on their casino games. Of course, if you win some money, they have the best withdrawal system in the, the industry, at least that I'm aware of, I don't think I've heard of anything even close to their 90-minute yeah. withdrawal times. You get your Bitcoin in 90 minutes. That is incredible. Yeah. It should be universal, but it's not. But at least Nitrogen is doing it right. So get on Nitrogen get you some poker.
0: You said it all, bro. You nailed it. Thank
1: you. You're welcome. All right. Let's see if these players can nail it because there is some... What Jonathan would describe as Grant Denison-style play that happens later. Here which we go. You know. All right. Let's get to it. So... The pot is $1,350. we have got the ace-king-five rainbow board, heart, uh, diamond, and spade. Art has seven-eight of spades, having c Israeli Ron has two sevens, and Yo Viral, the run-at-once pro, has ace-four offsuit. The turn is the four of diamonds, so Yo Viral now has top and bottom pair, and Art picks up a gut shot for his seven-eight, and Israeli Ron's is just stuck in the middle. Yeah. Here's where things start to get weird. Yo's going to lead... Which is strange in the first place, right? Deciding to lead when Art is the aggressor here.
0: It is a little bit strange in the first place. Art certainly has hands that are beating us. And when he doesn't have hands that are beating us, sometimes we're going to fold out stuff, you know. So deciding to lead is very, very odd. When we think Art is going to have a lot of hands, he can just bet again here. If he has ace-queen, he's just going to bet again, right, on this card. If he has ace Maybe jack, the concern is that again. a
1: lot of the time, Art's going to check back with hands like ace-queen, ace-jack, ace-10 when he gets called into really? spots. I think it's pretty
0: unlikely when a freaking four of diamonds comes off on the turn. I would yeah. expect him to bet that a lot. Um also if we check in our checks, Israeli Ron looks like he has an ace a lot because he called the flop or a King Queen. He's often gonna bet the turn if check two. You know? Yeah. So
1: fair enough. Anyway, yo's gonna bet. I'm gonna give you three options for sizing. Okay. Uh for what what would you choose if you if you had to donk this? Yeah. All right. You go pot size bet, thirteen fifty. Mm-hmm. Go a little like a little bit over half, like 800, or you go 127th pot.
0: <laughs> I would probably pick the middle value and just go about 800 to just be like, I figure like that's the most reasonable, obvious move. You know what I mean? If I'm gonna lead, like betting pot size is polarizing in a pretty intense way. Uh, 127th of the pot is super weird, that'd be $50. Um, yeah, that'd be a min bet. That's the absolute least I could bet. Um, Eight hundred feels about right. Three hundred.
1: Well, yo, viral bets fifty. That yeah, is I why know. I brought that up. Of Obviously, course. of course. Okay, so what's going on here? Break it down for us, Levy. I mean, it's Grant Dennison style play? So usually, when someone
0: bets this little, not that it ever happens, it almost never happens. But only two things usually happen here. You almost never see people call this bet, right? Almost yeah. never. Almost always this is just going to get folds because people have nothing. Like, Art Art has a gutter, actually. Art actually could call. Art could, it's Art's a, getting yeah, 28 I mean, to 1. He could really call. Yeah.
1: He huh. could definitely call with a gutter. In fact, this is
0: actually the exact wrong play against Art's exact hand, as it turns out. You know what I mean? Art, yeah, it's, exa- it it's exactly, exactly the wrong That's, play. Art's going to be able to play $50 to get to the river and take a free shot at it, or almost a free shot at it, assuming Israeli Rod doesn't raise. Um, but usually you either get... Folds or raises with this kind of a play? Usually, you know, not always. Sometimes people flat these two, I guess. But it feels like very rarely do people actually just call a min bet here. Not that I see it very often.
1: What do you you think? Right. So, yes, I agree with this. So it seems like what Yo is trying to do here is induce a raise, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's like, so he's, I guess he went through, I mean, maybe he didn't have time for this, but let's imagine why he's doing this. He's thinking, all right, like, Art might have a king. Israeli Ron might have a king. These guys might have nothing. I mean, Israeli Ron has something, but Art might have nothing. What is a way that I can try to make this pot as big as possible against the widest range? Yeah. And this is my plan: is to try to get what you like to call the click war response, where it's like fifty, fifty, fuck you, fifty. Yeah, like
0: I I'll have to raise you. now.
1: Like yeah and And you Jonathan says this is such a great Denison play because he's seen me do this type of thing before I have in a lot of our friendly games like I haven't really done this in any major spots in real big stuff, but like in our friendly games, I've done it in a couple of notable moments where. I'm attempting to get the click war response and it's been successful from time to time. And that must be what yo viral is doing here, right?
0: It has to be. I mean, it doesn't make, I mean, he's not betting 50 to see a cheap river, right? He's has the best hand a lot. If he doesn't have the best hand, he's going to get raised a lot, you know, so it it doesn't make any sense from the point of view of, like, I'm just going to block here. No, it's definitely... And this, and this sizing is almost insulting to everyone, which is, again, that click-were response, which is, of course, from the book Influenced by uh, Robert Cialdini, which is a persuasion book that is a University of Arizona professor back in the day, uh, psycho- psychological professor back in the day, and wrote uh, this important book on persuasion. And so, um, yeah, like, you can't help yourself. Like, you just sort of... That thing clicks and I were you bet you bet you min bet I raise like I just can't help myself. Um, Not that that's always going to happen, but that's what you're going for, that kind of response. And I actually feel like for against a lot of better players, you're going to get this response more than against the bad players who are a little bit more like like talk themselves into all sorts of weird stuff. Like good players just pounce on this kind of a thing, you know, it's like, oh, you block bet I raise.
1: Yeah, but this is more than a block bit. Obviously, yeah. it's like it's too cheeky. It's too cheeky to even be considered anything like within the normal realm of poker, right? Yeah, it's it's abnormal. It's it's strange.
0: It's very but strange.
1: I think what art does really is a great example of how the click war, the intention of of creating a click war response, is effective even against smart thinking players some of the time because, as we already discussed, art is getting a good price, not just price that's acceptable, but a good price to draw to his gut shot. Now that he picked up a gut shot on the turn, he could easily call 50 and see the river, but he decides to raise anyway. That is such a click war scenario, right?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, by Art doing this, I mean, I understand why he would do it. I mean, he thinks like, well, I hit my card, which at this point is what, a six. A six makes me either the nuts or the nuts straight, you know, because sometimes it's the six of diamonds. But I, I hit a six one out of 11 times. I uh, hit a non-diamond six less often, like one every 14 times or something. We could do the math, but who cares? Uh, but I probably, I had that, I, so I could I could just call and that's fine because I am getting 28 to one. I'm getting an outrageous price just to do that. But I still have Israeli Ron behind me who could decide to raise, could take a marginal hand and raise now because I don't look like I'm very interested in this pot. You know, I look super weak, which I am. I get blown off this hand. Also, it's hard for me to win on the river, you know, unless I actually get there now. Now, you could argue, who cares? You're getting a great price. You haven't put much money in. Like, that's fine. But Art's thinking, and this is reasonable, or I could just, like, raise right now, blow Israeli Ron off his whatever he has. Israeli Ron almost never has a hand he can call with. Almost never. And maybe beat this guy. Maybe knock this guy out. And if he doesn't, I still have a semi-bluff. And, you know, I can play the river in whatever way I need to when I get there. Like, this is just going to work a lot against a lot of players is what Art's thinking anyway, right? Has to be. Yeah. I have a massive range advantage too, by the way, as Art. Massive,
1: massive. Well, so Art makes it fifteen hundred. Yeah. Israeli Ron folds. Yeah. Obviously, Yo Viral is not gonna fold. He has top and bottom pair.
0: That would be insane to fold
1: taking this line. With this, so hand. he calls. Of course, he calls. That seems like it seems like he can't really three bet, right? Like that would be weird. It would be super weird to three bet here. Yeah. Um. So now there's forty three fifty in the pot, and Art hates life.
0: Right. Art good. art is probably thinking, how can he call after art makes it fifteen hundred? Which is weird because that's also the name of our book, which is weird because people during the pandemic have been writing reviews about our book on Amazon and I just had to that's, share
1: one. That's not actually the name of our book.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> it's how can he fold? <laughs> that's probably what yeah. art was thinking about Israeli Rod then. Yeah. How can he fold? How- it's not the name of a book. You know who's gonna like that? Andrew T, who's made fun of me, always getting the name of the book wrong. Andrew I did it again. Um, so here's a here's a quick review that I just gotta share. Good book. Okay. I recommend it, says DB Green3128, on Amazon. Verified purchase. This is my first time reviewing a product on Amazon, but I felt like I needed to as soon as I finished the book. I'm loving this guy. It's a really interesting read and a really easy read. There are chapters that I've read multiple times. And felt like I've gotten more out of it upon the second reading. I'm really impressed with the analysis and think that it will help me improve my NTT game. Well, DB Green, we hope it does. And thank you for that fabulous review. Hopefully, that was a wonderful spurn review. Spurn some more sales. If you haven't got this book, you gotta get it. It's me and Grant talking about 37 hands? Yes. Yeah, 37. Thir- 37 different tournament hands that we analyze in conversational form. It's a lot of fun. It's easy. You can go back and look at it. The graphics are beautiful. It's on Amazon. It's also on our website, thepokerguys.net. Don't be a fool and not have this book. If you like this podcast, my God, you're going to love the book. That's all. just needed to good say point. that. Good point.
1: been a while since we talked about the book. It's good. It's still out there for those who haven't gotten it yet, and it's still wonderful. It's a little slice of heaven. It really Seventh is. Seventh heaven. It's really good. Just buy it. Anyway, just saying. All right. Now, to it's the like, river. It's it's like the it's like uh, yeah. season four of Dawson's Creek, you know. Oh uh, when everything kinda comes together.
0: When Pacey says that, yeah.
1: Who does the thing? Yeah. And the stuff happens. I can't believe And then everybody's that. like, Oh my god. You know who was, was great in
0: that show? Vanderbeek.
1: The oh I know, it was the dog. Vanderbeek the dog was real. Vanderbeek puts on an acting
0: clinic. You know, people talk about Bryan Cranston during Breaking Bad as being like the greatest television acting performance of all time. I say to those people, you haven't watched enough Dawson's Creek. That's what I say. Breaking
1: Dawson. You say that in in every scenario. You said (laughs) that at your high school reunion (laughs) to everybody. It was embarrassing. We
0: were talking about, you know, the space launch, the space shuttle, but I feel they haven't watched enough Dawson's Creek because who has? Have you seen the entire run? No? Then you know what? You haven't seen enough Dawson's Creek. Well, but, I
1: I, yeah. I only hesitated because there was a time when I was watching it with a group of people and I really had to pee. Yeah. So I missed about a minute and I just didn't feel like I could ask them to pause it because there were like seven wow. other people and it's like the ratio was too much. So I did oh. miss the minute. Season season five, episode six, minute 37, 30 to thirty eight thirty. I missed that minute. You are I in, feel like I got a gist of what happened no. when I came back contextually. You missed some I stuff. I feel like I... First of all, 37 minutes in, there's
0: seven more minutes. You couldn't hold it for seven more minutes? What? Dude,
1: dude, I had a big
0: <laughs> slushy. <laughs> I mean, plan it out, bro. But yeah, I can definitely say you haven't seen enough Dawson's Creek, clearly. If you had told me, though, you've seen the entire run of the show and paid attention, you know what I would say to that? What? You haven't seen enough Dawson's Creek. Have you seen the DVD extras? I don't know. Have
1: you seen the director commentary?
0: Exactly. Uh, the Vanderby commentary is especially revealing in season two. He says things well, about uh, Katie Holmes' acting I mean, method that is shocking. And and I mean, moving.
1: of course, season in season two, we would have a lot to say because of the dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dog is the dog is spectacular in the, in that show. It's true. But really, people may think I'm joking. But Seymour Dawson's Creek,
1: everybody. <laughs> people may think you're joking. I, you're... <laughs> I hope people yeah. think I'm joking. Anyway. I, I hope they don't. Anyway. Whatever. Let's get We're back to your hand. Yeah. All right. So we've gotten this click war play happening with uh with Yo and Art, where where Yo Viral is bet a min bet into 1350. 50 into 1350 on the turn with mm. top and bottom pair on the ace-king 5-4 board with two diamonds. Art has raised with his gut shot with 7-8 of spades. Yeah. And uh, Yo has called. So the pot is 4,350 heading to the river, which is the eight of hearts. And... Here is how you make it a true Grant Denison play. Yo pulls off the, the true Grant Denison by, after getting raised on the turn, he now leads again for 50. Yeah. Again. Yeah, 50 into forty three fifty. That's what makes it, it true. There's something... This is probably not overall a good poker play. Like, over time, this is not a good poker play. But there is something so beautiful and so fun about this that it's like, if your art... You can just put yourself in Art's seat and just be like, "Oh man, fuck you, man! Like I hate you so much right now. <laughs> like, can you call with an eight? I guess you could call for fifty with an eight because Art just made an eight. But like, I mean, you're you never just like good. I can't, I can't let him get away with it. Like, it's it feels so different than if the guy checked and you were gonna check back with your nothing and give up, right? Like, cause sometimes a hand plays out where you're like, I can't right. win, but I check anyway. I'm giving right. up. It feels so different, even though it's effectively the same thing when he bets fifty. It just feels like he's challenging you or something and you, you can't let him do it, you know?
0: I think the fact that art actually hits an eight also may mess with his head a little bit, where he's like, Well, I can't call the guy called a raise on the turn out of position to fifteen hundred. He has an eight beat, like always, right? Like like yeah. literally always enough that like I can't bet I can't call this fifty and have it be profitable, I don't think. Which is like well, I mean, one out of every eighty eight times after we have to be if good. This maybe guy we masters
1: can if this guy masters this methodology yeah. of the click worse, sometimes he won't have an eight beat. No. Like if he does this over time, I mean, if that's true with queen 10, and if that's like true, fold people out for 50 bucks,
0: if we know that at all, we always call with an eight because we're getting 88 to one. We're literally getting right. 88 to one. There's 4,400 in the pot. It's $50 to call. So that's great. Um, I think as art, we clearly haven't seen this guy do this very much. Almost certainly. Right. And probably no one else either. Yeah. Um, we have to assume our eight is no good. So we could sit there and think like, well, if we had other, we, we, there are other gutters we could have had right here, which the eight would have made the, the Broadway for and made the nuts. Number one. Number two, we block a set of eights. Not that this other guy ever really has eights. No. I mean, pretty much never. Um, but we can have pocket eights for sure. Like, we might have played pocket eights just like this. We might have raised the term of pocket eights on this board when he donks $50 and, and Israeli or run horse. behind. Behind us.
1: And by gut shots, you mean open enders, because you could have six seven. R could have six seven and have made the nuts. Oh, here. is
0: that what it would have been? Oh, my bad. Yeah. Yes, you're right. So even more so. Even more so, I think we can have we can have that. Um so we have those things at least available to us. We can have we can have a set of eights, we can have six, seven. We can have already had the best hand, of course, too. Right? We can yeah. have pocket aces, we can have pocket kings, we can have ace king. We can have pocket fives. We can have ace five suited. It's cool. So that's that's good anyway. I guess we can have pocket fours even as Art in our mind. So we yeah. have all the strong hands as Art. We have everything. Yep. And in fact, our opponent has way less of them. We have a massive range advantage. And he just bet $50. <laughs> so we could just fold. Our, our, or we could go with the massive range advantage and raise. I kind of like the massive range advantage, except for the fact that this is such a unique play, I'd be really worried that this never works.
1: <laughs> right. Also, you know I, mean? I think... I think you're discounting a call too easily. Getting 88 to 1. like We don't have to have seen this guy do this before to call getting 88 to 1 with an 8. You're probably right. If he just has has gut shots some of the time, we're fine. Yeah.
0: Also, I mean, if we, I don't know how much we know about this guy. I assume Art knows who this guy is. Art's got to know who this guy is, right? Yeah. So he knows this guy's like a big-time... Like elite pro on one at once. If I didn't know that, I would be much more apt to call with an eight because I see people do weird blocking bets with like weird pairs in spots just like this sometimes. You know, they have like a weird bottom pair and they just don't know what to do, so they do a blocking bet.
1: Right. Yeah. I've definitely played against players who are the type to do that. I would not put Yo viral in that category. No,
0: exactly. So, like, we can't call thinking like, oh, he's got a worse pair than us. He's got to have a, he's got to have a miss gutter. That's like, he's got to have Jack 10. And decided to play it like this. Jack ten of diamonds, I guess, and play it like this. But would he really bet fifty dollars on the river with Jack ten? I guess if he ever gets folds ever by betting fifty dollars on the river, he can bet fifty dollars on the river with Jack ten sometimes too.
1: I wonder if there's a way to develop an overall strategy with this type of betting in mind. It's probably very difficult to actually implement it. Yeah, be interesting.
0: It would be interesting, as I said, I think earlier on the show. I've tried. Like I've done this kind of a play, not to this not to this extreme extent and not in a spot this big, but certainly I've tried in tournaments and things like that to bet super tiny on rivers to try and induce bluffs and stuff like that and it's it's only worked once out of like eight times or nine times I've even tried it, and I feel like I would have done better just not even trying, just betting normally, you know, which sucks, yeah um but I don't know, over enough, over a long enough period of time, I think we need to know who we're up against. I think we need to be make sure we're up against the guy who would just be too insulted not to race, at least some of the yeah. time,
1: right? Yeah. And that tends to be a lot of poker players, by the I way.
0: I mean, what if, what if Art has ace 10, right? So he's got a good ace here,
1: and the guy bets yeah, $50. He- should he treat it like a check and raise anyway? I think
0: he probably should, right? Like, he can't just let this guy bet $50 on the river and not get a... Art, but Art could just raise a normal amount, however much he was going to bet, if it was checked to him, I guess. Yeah. I, um, That's reasonable. Art could actually have Ace-10 and play it just like this, right? He probably would raise a $50 bet on the turn and then could really raise a $50 bet on the river, too. So he can have he can have a hand like that, I think. Because it's crazy to just call $50 with a, with a good Ace, right? Yeah. It's just crazy. Right. Um, So... Huh. So maybe Art can
1: call with an eight. Yeah. Maybe. But Art is firmly in the war camp. He's it's yeah. time for him to whirr after the click happens. Yeah. So he's going to raise because he's like, "Fuck you, buddy." It's understandable. Uh, I get it. And he, I'm like that. And he makes it. He makes it sixty three fifty. Which now kind of eliminates Ace-10 from the yeah, run. because absolutely. Because he wouldn't bet 63.50 if check two with Ace-10 into 43.50. Now, right. quick question about Yo. Should his plan be just a snap call because he's induced this spot, because he's created this spot? Or should he think it through because now the sizing is really big?
0: I think he should at least think it through. Um, I think he would be hoping for a raise to like 3,000. And then he could call really yeah. quickly. The fact that this is one and a half times the pot means we should at least give ourselves a moment to think about it i don't really see how we could find a fold based on how we've played this hand no matter what but we should give ourselves a chance we do have a massive range disadvantage this guy did make it way more than we'd expect we should think about it
1: all right so i think the the thing that's interesting here is like i am in favor of calling but the only reason i'm in favor of calling is because of the line we've taken Yeah. And there's nothing else to it. It's just that like this line induces this play frequently enough that I think if you're gonna do it, especially when you have a strong hand, because I've done a play like this with like medium strength hands. Right. Like so, especially if you have a strong hand, you should just have a plan to just call. Just it's like you can't get too deep into the muck on this one. You've induced this situation, call. However, art when he sizes it like this, having only taken aggressive actions throughout the entire hand. Does have a massive range advantage. He has Ace King. He has Ace Five. He has all of the sets on the board. He has Six Seven, which yep. he might well have played like this. Yeah, it's a problem. The the range advantage is a problem, but is oh, that yeah. enough to out to outweigh what we've induced?
0: I mean, I don't think so. I think something that that happens a lot in No Limit is it's easy to like start to engineer something, successfully engineer it, and then fold. When you were trying to engine like, oh cool, I induced that bluff. Now I have to fold though because I can't call. Like and I, I've done it myself. I feel like I've seen lots of people do it in lots of situations, you know. And not to say you should always call every single time we induce a bluff, no matter what our uh, I check so he bet, so I have to call. Of course not. But there are times when the plan really is like I'm trying to get him to bet here. I check so he would bet. And I have a hand that's downable so I can call, you know, and like and then we fold because it's just too much or something like that. And I mean, it's good to be able to like stop and take in all the data and, and make up your mind. But I feel like sometimes the, the numbers just get big, and that's enough of a reason to fold, and it isn't really right. Like art is totally polarized. I don't know if do we have does he have any value that, that doesn't beat us at this point? I don't know that he does. I think I think he, I, don't I don't think, think he's he has a queen with... here, right? right that's he the question. I don't think so because everything else beats us. Like Ace Five beats yeah. us, and that's the next one up. So yeah, so now we can only beat a bluff. That's not great. Um, Art didn't have to play the turn. He could have folded on the turn. He had Israeli run behind him. He chose to raise. I mean, Art's telling a pretty credible story here.
1: He is, but we also are aware that this is an abnormal line that we've taken as Yo, and that this was our intention when we right. took this line. Yes. Well, our we intention was to, to get...
0: Well, we wanted to get raised to like 3,000, not to uh, 63.50. Yeah. So, that I mean, that is different, right? Sometimes... I mean, if you're in the World Series of Poker main event, it folds you in hand number one. You have kings, you raise tiny, and the guy goes all in. You didn't want that. You wanted the guy to three-bet you maybe, but you no, didn't want no. him to get raised. So like, so I, and I know you know this, but I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah. illuminating, but like size does matter. And in fact, I think we have to call for the very reasons you're saying. We did engineer this. Click where stuff gets weird. Art may just be aware of his range advantage. He's a very good player. That's possible. Um, but maybe the bigger question is like, because I think we have to call because, because we've got 50. What if Art makes it more than 63.50? A little thought experiment time here. Like what if he makes, makes it
1: 12,000? Yeah.
0: What if he makes it 10,000, 12,000, 15,000? Well, now we don't have to insta-call anymore, right? Now we don't, you know, maybe we have to fold almost everything, certainly a hand like this. I think a lot yeah. more of the time, right? Cause, but how much more of the time? Should we just be folding this hand if he makes it 12,000? I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. I mean, we still, we still induced it. Right. And like, Art's, very, Art's certainly, I mean, he's already polarized at sixty three fifty, but he's even more polarized at 12000 right? And he, I mean, he is going to have some bluffs here. Probably. Well, I don't know if that's true. I, w- I would hope he has bluffs when he makes a 12000 And part of the deal is he's making it so much because he has some bluffs too, right? Not just because he has to have some bluffs yeah. too. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It gets really weird as the numbers get much higher. It just gets weird in terms of what we're supposed to do with a hand like this where we're losing to all value
1: for sure. Well, I think the idea... the idea, now Not to say that it's going to work all the time, but the idea behind this click war line is that we make it so that the bluffs outweigh the value to an unbalanced extent right. to the point where our opponent is making a mistake by bluffing too frequently and right. then we can easily call. Right.
0: Because right. if we check... Art is often going to bet. If Art's beating us, he's going to bet a reasonable amount anyway, right? And we're going to call. Yeah. We're certainly not going to fold this hand, and we're going to pay that off. So the idea is we bet to like induce a bunch of the bluffs to add to that. So that way we still call and lose to all the other stuff, but now we're also capturing all this extra money and making the pot way bigger against his bluffs. So 12K, that's probably still the same thing. Also, it isn't like we're at the World Series of Poker final table and Art just went all in for 50 blinds, you know, and there's seven players left, and like, which feels really different. Even if we mean yeah. bet it feels really different. Now, maybe we can find a call anyway with a hand like this, but, boy, you can make a much better case to fold in a non-cash game situation, especially a non-high-leverage tournament situation like I just described, where there's very little bluffing going on except against the most crazy people, you know? Well, like yeah. Someone, Someone putting in a crazy big raise on the river without having it. I mean, it'll happen a little bit, but not much. Um, it's a cash game. I mean, I think we probably have to call even if he makes a 10K. I don't know, 12 to 15K. I might talk myself into do I have better hands? I mean, I'd probably start to ask myself that question. How many better hands do I really have that I take this line with? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there are many. There may not be many.
1: Right. That's that's a good point. Six anyway, seven. Yor- maybe we have six seven sometimes? Yeah, maybe but we called we called the flop though. Well it was only two uh,
0: yeah, we called the flop. It's gotta be six seven with the back door, and even then I don't think we called the flop,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. You're right.
0: So maybe anyway, that's Yor part does, of the
1: problem. Yoda's actually tank. He doesn't snap call, which I kind of expected to see him snap call after taking this line, but he tanks for a while and does ultimately call.
0: It's actually a and, pretty long tank. So I think the sizing yeah. really threw him off. Art it's almost like art understands that like some of the time he's gonna be up against a hand like this that's blocking but is planning on calling the raise, and art's trying to blow that part of the range off it too, which is
1: kind of cool, actually. It is, yeah. It is. I give him credit for that, but yeah ultimately yo wins this round and like how much money did he make just by deciding to take the click war line? Like art just folds the turn if the guy just donks for a normal amount.
0: Yeah, everyone folds the turn and the hand's over, or it checks through yeah. on the turn, yo bets the river, and I think everyone folds. Like, yeah. there's just no more money to be made. Instead, Yo makes an extra almost, almost $8,000 instead. That's pretty cool. That's really incredible. Now, he still, almost, he still fought for a long time on the river, and I don't think he was doing the old. I'm going to pretend to think for a long time to keep inducing plays like this. No. So he'll think I'm going to fold. I think he just, he, he looked really concerned, and rightfully so. He, had a massive, he was, like, at a massive range disadvantage.
1: But he made a lot of money. Through these yeah. $50 bets. Oh, it's such a cool thing to watch.
0: Yeah. I love that. Man, we just don't see it. I guess we did see on Live at the Bike that one guy, Oscar, who did those super Oscar tiny Ng, yeah. bets, right? Same kind of a thing. Where, and he kept inducing against like three high with ace-queen. Ace-queen high on the turn. He bets tiny, yeah. gets raised, calls, and then hits like an ace on the river, a queen on the river. I think it's a queen because it's a king-high board. And uh, he gets tiny again, gets raised again, and calls, like, immediately, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah, that was, like, the best. That was maybe even a better version of that because he clearly had
1: a plan against the player. It was also higher stakes, like yeah it was like a forty three thousand dollar raise or something on the river yeah I think I think I screw end up putting like 70k in on the river something
0: crazy like yeah. that. yeah it's it's really cool it hand. Like but this is a great I hand Mike you're not gonna show every single MC how it's not right every time I come by I'm bound to leave them outside I'm sipping on liquor liquorquitter is what I'm not we got one life and I took a on break but I'm back to claim the crown and gonna be traveling the globe. we still have time to make it